There seems to be no end in sight for the war in Ukraine. The talking heads are still blaming white supremacy for five black police officers beating a black motorist to death. And has a war against chickens started? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great day yesterday. You know, of all the things I could have gotten for Christmas, the one thing that I did I I received that I thought, wow, that's a cheesy gift, ended up being the best gift I had gotten for Christmas. And it was this bad bathrobe. Now, of course, I'm not a big guy. I don't like getting pajamas for Christmas. I don't like getting clothes for Christmas. I typically don't really care what you get me for. But clothes are just like, ugh. Because any t- if I buy my clothes, I'd rather just buy my clothes on my own. Let me just go get the clothes. And the last thing I would ever really buy is a bathrobe. And the reason I would never buy a bathrobe is because it's just not me. It's just not a thing I do. So <clears throat> my daughter bought me a bathrobe. I was like, oh, great. Well, I don't have heat in my place. So I decided, you know, it's really cold. I'm going to wear this bathrobe. Now I can't take the thing off. I am f- completely dressed right now. It's about 40 degrees outside. It's I'm completely dressed right now. And I know you folks back east, you guys are in zero temperature. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I am, I put on this bath, 40 degrees is cold here. So I put on this bathrobe and I wear it all day. Whether I'm dressed or not, it doesn't make any difference because it is without a doubt the warmest coat I have, I own. This thing is so bloody warm. So I, I got to thank my daughter. I, I, I have, I talked to her just a couple days ago. I forgot to thank her for this thing, but th- it was without a doubt, probably the best gift I received. Okay, with that being said, let's get to the news. All right. Okay, first bit of news here. Ukraine-Russia, the Ukrainian-Russian war, I don't seem to talk a lot about. But it's getting to the point now where we've really got to look at this thing becoming World War III. Because it just keeps escalating. Well, Russia is right now preparing to send an additional 200,000 troops, and it looks like they're going to make a push through Kiev, uh, which is the capital of Ukraine. The government of Ukraine, apparently, in the Defense Department, has started burning classified documents just for fear that Russia might get in. Now, last week, we gave, uh, I think it was 40 Abrams tanks, or we gave 40 tanks to 39 tanks to um, Ukraine. Unfortunately, those tanks are very complex, so it might take the Ukrainians about a year to even use them. That's how that's how complicated those tanks are. Germany has also agreed to send tanks to uh, send tanks to Ukraine. So Ukraine is getting a bunch of tanks from the United States and Germany. Now, I, okay, that's fine. I, I, I get it. But now, Zelensky, t- uh, yesterday, said he needs more. And he needs more um, high-tech weaponry. 
He wants missiles, missiles that can be lobbed into Russia. He wants F-16s. He wants planes. And he just got a bunch of tanks. Here's this. Here's the story. This war needs to end. It needs to end now. Now, I don't know how it would end happily ever after. I, I really don't know. Russia seems to really want Ukraine. Russia doesn't want to give up the territory it has in Ukraine. Ukraine not only doesn't want Russia to take over, but Ukraine seems to want now to take back Crimea and take back Donbass and all the other regions that Russia has already taken. But the problem is, this thing can't go on. It's been a year. This thing can't keep going on. It's got to stop. Now, Henry Kissinger came up with a plan. I heard this on another podcast. And his plan sounds like a pretty good idea to me. I, the What he said was, tell Ukraine, give up the land they lost. Just give it up. I mean, that's easier said than done. Crimea is actually a big part of Ukraine. It's what, right now, I think I have to look at a map of Ukraine and see. Let me, yeah, that's what, I, let me look at this map. Yeah, no, they're okay. I was going to say one of the parts with Crimea is that it gives them access to uh, it gives them access to uh, the ocean. Which which ocean is it? I'm not sure. I'm looking right now. It gives them access to the Black Sea, um, but they do have land in, in right next to Moldova, like Odessa. They can They do. They're not a landlocked country, but the Crimea is a very heavily rich in resources and so they wanted it back and Crimea is not Russian Crimea is their Ukrainians in Crimea but I, I get it I get it all but the fact is this can't keep going so Henry Kissinger came up with the best and by the way it's not just the United States a lot of people in the United States think that Germany thinks that too Germany has already told Zelensky he's got to end this war it's got to end you're going to have to give up. You're going to, both people are going to gain. Both groups are going to lose. You're just going to have to get over it. So Kissinger basically said to tell Ukraine to end this war now, give up the land they lost, and they will become an automatic member of NATO. I think that's a pretty good idea. Russia, that's one of the reasons why they want to take Ukraine completely, is they don't want NATO, Ukraine to become a NATO member. Because they know if they ever touched Ukraine again, they would be fighting NATO. And looking how they got their, getting their asses kicked right now, the last thing they want to do is fight Poland and Germany and England and the United States. Because if NATO, if uh, any NATO country is attacked, all of NATO will go after that group. So it's time to end this. Because here's the reality. We need to start concentrating on China. China is the real threat here. Russia, Russia right now is so degraded, they're just not a threat to the United States anymore. Now we need to go back, we need to look at China, and we need to really protect Taiwan. Because if some of these guys are right, and China is now in the best space to go in and attack Taiwan... Taiwan does have special interests for the United States. And not to mention, I just don't see the point of, of spending money on a war that really doesn't affect the United States. 
I mean, it, it helped us. The $100 billion we spent in Ukraine wasn't a bad $100 billion. We degraded Russia, which was one of our mortal enemies. But now we need to get up. We need to get out of that and start worrying about something else. Another story, uh, Mark Houck uh, was acquitted from fe- a federal law that banned blocking access to an abortion clinic. So this is what happened. If you don't remember this story, I did mention it a long time ago. But Hauk was praying. He's an avid anti-abortion activist. And he was praying in front of an abortion clinic. Now, he wasn't really doing anything. He and his son were just over there praying. That was it. They weren't blocking the they weren't blocking the entrance to the abortion clinic, nothing like that. But they were just making their their uh, presence known. Well, he and his son started getting harassed by an employee of the uh, of the abortion clinic. He was I think the guy was basically a um he was a courier or something or he 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 drove residents around or whatever he did for the abortion clinic. So Hauk and his son started leaving, but the guy didn't stop harassing him. And so Hauk turned around and pushed the guy to the ground and walked away. Now, this guy obviously filed charges. The police went over, they picked up Hauk but no charges were ever filed because it just looked like a typical argument. So there were local charges pressed against this guy. For some reason, the federal government decided to stick their nose in it, and you know what the reason is, and said that that Hauk violated the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, or FACE Act. He was facing 11 years in prison. The FBI went about 15 officers went to Hauk's house which by the way he's a, a catholic he has like eight kids slammed on the door with m16s drawn and arrested him right there he was facing 11 years in prison well guess what they said f you and they the the governor the judge said no this isn't a thing and the big problem the federal government had, which is why I was really shocked that the federal government did anything, is that they actually had video. And it was pretty much nothing. It was literally this guy pushed him on the ground and then walked away. There was nothing there. And you could see the guy, the harasser, was harassing him. So it was all for nothing. But that's a good thing. I, I'm thrilled about it. New York City is having a problem. And I'm thrilled to hear about it because they deserve it. So all the illegal aliens, about 42,000 of them that were shipped from Texas, Arizona, and Florida had no place to go. So what did the gov- what did the New York City do and the and the state? Well, they started putting these illegal aliens into a, into hotels. And not cheap hotels, 500 a night hotels. Well, Illegal aliens are criminals, and what do they do? Commit crime. They trash the hotels. So finally, the the uh, Eric Adams and the New York City Council they built a shelter for these illegal aliens, and told the illegal aliens, "You guys are being shipped to Brooklyn, and you're going to stay at this shelter." Well, guess what? The illegal aliens do. They didn't want to leave. 
They refused, refused to move from the NYC hotels. And they're going outside and they're protesting. Who in the F are these freaking people? They're illegal. They're criminals. They don't belong in the country. And they feel they have rights to protest? F you. Now, if this was... If this was by me and I saw this, I this is infuriating. Just because the federal government's going to end up helping these people. And so my federal taxes are going to nothing that's helping me at all. It's helping a bunch of criminals. And I'm sorry, you're an illegal alien, you're a criminal. That's all it is. But yet, you know, the only thing is, hey, the gov- the New York City and the New York City uh, citizens, they voted for this. F you, you got what you deserved. Your city is going to turn into a crap hole. And it's already appearing. It's it's already happening. They're already in the streets. Intense. We could have the largest tent city in New York City. I mean, it might even beat out LA's tent city. You notice how we never, there's no problems like that in Texas? No problems like that in Florida? They basically just ship them out to California. They ship them out to New York. Incredible. This Biden administration has effed this country up so badly, it's not even funny. Finally, in some sad news, uh, Cindy Williams, who starred in the 70s sitcom Laverne and Shirley, has died. She was 75 years old. I know most of you don't know who Cindy Williams is. That's fine. I'm old. It. I used to watch uh, Laverne and Shirley. As a matter of fact, it was my favorite. Every I think it was f- Thursday nights it was on. I would watch Happy Days with the Fonz. And then right after Happy Days, there was Laverne and Shirley. And after I watched Laverne and Shirley, I was really young at the time. I was like seven. Then I had to go to bed. So by nine o'clock, it was great. I, I went I went to bed. And it was it was one of the best nights. I, I love those shows. So that's the news. Now, we haven't heard any of these. And these aren't really... Kamala-isms, but let's call them Kamala-isms anyway, because I want to play the song. <laughs> now, the, I know I just said these weren't really Kamala-isms, but technically they are. I, I, I can't really say they're not Kamala-isms. Because it, what they're saying is stupid. They're really stupid. Now, they may not be like Kamala Harris, who just says nonsensical things, like sentences that have no meaning, but they're still pretty stupid. So I'm going to call them that. So our first Kamala-ism for the day will be from Gavin Newsom, explaining that drugs and alcohol are needed by society and sobriety how stupid that is. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. Clean and sober is a bad idea, huh? Really? How's that working for California? You've legalized just about every drug out there. I mean, no, I take it back. You've banned vape. You can't have flavored vapes anymore. And you can't have 
flavored tobacco of any kind, including menthol cigarettes. I mean, you've legalized weed. You've made it not really illegal to have to, to use meth or heroin. I mean, now you, you get nailed for one of those, or fentanyl. You get nailed for one of those. Okay, well, here's a citation, and you're gone. How's that working for California? How's the whole... I, I mean, it's not causing homelessness or anything, is it? It's not ca- calling mental illness. I, I read an article, and I'm going to have to look this article up. This, this is from a San Diego news, because I live in San Diego. And one of the things they sat there and said, uh, one of the doctors said over at UCSD Medical Center, is their trauma room averages about 36 people a week who come home, come into the hospital because they are feeling paranoia or having a schizoid uh, uh, episode because of marijuana. 36 people a week come in because they're, they are having a psychotic episode due to marijuana. Yeah, you're right. We all need to, yes, we all need to... Um, whatever he called it a second ago. But yeah, it's not working out too well. All right. God, he's so freaking bad. He is just such a terrible human being and he wants to run for president. Yeah, good luck to you. God, I hope Joe Biden doesn't run for president just so this guy could run. All right. The Tyree Nichols death at the hands of five black police officers continues to make the media work hard to make this about white supremacy. Now, the dumbest show in the world, The View, I mean, you could take those six gals that sit there, combine their IQs, and it would still not get past 50. Uh, Here's Whoopi Goldberg, one of the, and she's considered the smart one on the panel. She she says that, oh, well, you know, I don't know when this whole thing is going to end, this racism is going to end. Maybe maybe the only time we're going to reform the police is when white people start getting beaten up. Let's listen to this moron. But, you know, when will the brutality finally lead to some police reform from the ground up? Because clearly, it doesn't matter if it's a white policeman or a black policeman. It is a problem in the police and the policing itself. You know, seems things don't seem to make sense to people unless it's somebody they can feel or they can recognize. But how many times do we have to, do we need to see white people also get beaten before anybody will do anything? I'm not suggesting that. So don't write us and tell me what a, you know, what a racist I am. Hey, I got a guy. How about Daniel Shaver? Daniel Shaver was in a hotel in Las Vegas. And they thought that the police thought that he was a criminal. He was pulled out of his hotel room and basically murdered. The video is, is online. How about him? You, I, I'm not shocked if no one heard that name before. Because you know something? Media doesn't ro- report that. You know why? Daniel Shaver was white. And no one cares about white people. This was a blatant murder. And the cops got off of it. No one cared. Here's the problem with Whoopi's argument too. Uh, more white people are actually shot beaten by police and arrested than black people. It's I actually if you go to if you go to the website, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I have the uh statist, statista uh information uh link and you can go take a look. It's not even close. It's it's over twice the number. And by the way, they act like, you know, blacks are shot all the time. That's just not true. Last year, 
there was only 173 black men shot by police. That's in a country of 330 million. That's not a lot. That percentage is very low. It's less than 0.5%. It's very low. And by the way, don't kid yourself, Whoopi Goldberg is a racist. Okay, and here's the last one, and just the arrogance on this broad. Here's Dr. Shola Mosshagbamamu. She's a race hustler from England. And she had a lot to say about the about the death of Tyree uh, Nichols. And no, wait, you just listen to her because she's going to educate you. Listen to this arrogant broad. I, I want to say bitch, but I can't do it. We've heard from his mom, uh, Rowan Wells. She says that she hopes that his death will lead to change. I would like that too, but there there've just been too many from between Judge Floyd and today. Nothing has changed. And I very much doubt that anything will change until we eradicate the source of this problem, which is white supremacy. Listen, the vicious and brutal on just black that this is why I'm I'm about to educate some people right now. The vicious, brutal, unjustified extrajudicial killing Otari Nichols is as a result of a police system that is built on white supremacy. White supremacy underpins the policing and criminal justice system, both in the United States and the United Kingdom. It shapes a culture that sees black people as less, treats black lives as disposable, and ensures that black lives don't matter. Look, what I'm trying to explain here is that there is a systemic reality of white supremacy that produces racist white cops and racial gatekeeping black and brown cops. I mean, the absolute, the absolute arrogance of that prod. Oh, I'm about to educate people. No, you're not. Here's, here's a newsflash. I'm gonna blow her. I'm gonna blow her argument right out of the water. Memphis is about. Memphis has a population of 52% black. They have a black mayor. They have a black police chief. Their police are majority black. The officers in charge of the situation where the men were beaten was black. Were black. I would argue. The system in Memphis shows that we are far from a white supremacist country. Because blacks in Memphis run the system. But that's what these people don't want to make that argument. They don't want to they don't want to have the discussion. They just want to call everything white supremacy. So maybe your country has problems with white supremacy. I know this country has and doesn't. And Memphis is a reason. <sighs> So annoying, these people. Okay, let's take a look. So, yeah, there's big problems. Let's get big problems with the woke. Let's get to our main stories here. Big problem the woke have is finding things to be woke about. Um, you know, here's what the Associated Press found, though, and they're working hard. Um, the word the. Yes, no. The word the. In quotes. T-H-E. Apparently, I violated their rules twice in the last two sentences. This is what they tweeted. The AP, Associated Press. These are supposed to be journalists. They tweeted this. We recommend avoiding general and often dehumanizing, quote, 
the, end quote, labels, such as the poor, the mentally ill, the French, the disabled, the college educated. Instead, use wording such as people with mental illnesses and use these descriptions only when clearly relevant. This genius idea came from the AP Styled book. I, I mean, my glory, everything is everything has a problem. Now, I can't say this is necessarily racist, but I'm sure we can come up with something. Someone will. Needless to say, this got blasted online. Ben Shapiro replied, quote, agree. These days, we probably should label the college-educated people with mental illnesses. Also, instead, also, we should stop calling people the French and instead call them people suffering from cheese-eating surrender monkeyness. Oh, wow. Spencer Clavin who is a, a journalist. Actually, I think he writes books. He's a journalist too. I agree. People suffering from pretension is much more humane than simply calling them the French. John Stewart, who's no right winger and never agrees with Ben Shapiro, replied, I believe the correct AP label is those effing French. The French consulate even took offense to this and thought this was stupid. They changed their bio line in Twitter to Embassy of Frenchness in the United States. Oh wow. Yeah, this subject was this was this was such a stupid tweet by the AP that they deleted it. I do expect the Washington Post op-ed though to actually come up with a reason why D is racist soon. That that will come. Oh, and I will talk about it. Some of the more common conspiracies, this is our next story we're going to, some of the more common conspiracies are a bunch of coincidences that look really weird. So you have a lot of coincidences, and then people don't have any explanation of why those coincidences are happening. And don't forget, uh, causation is not correlation, or correlation is not causation. So that's one of the things that people point out when they try and debunk conspiracy theories. All right. Just because it was really hard to kill President Kennedy, JFK, doesn't mean that there were the CIA was involved, for example. So correlation and causation have nothing to do with each other sometimes. But the problem is when there are no explanations on why things are happening all at the same time, that's where conspiracy theories are going. That's where conspiracy theories come from. And we are actually seeing that now with our food. And what I'm, I, I, the high cost, the rarity of this stuff is becoming really kind of concerning. So this weekend, now, if you've been to the markets, you saw that eggs and chicken have gone up substantially, not a little bit, substantially. I, I believe in Los Angeles and San Diego right now, a dozen eggs is, will cost you $7. If you go to New York City, I, I, eggs have gone up to $8. The place I, I go to down the street, which is a local store because I shop locally, it, it's seven fifty for a dozen eggs. Well, according to NBC Connecticut, more than 100 firefighters worked to put out a large fire at an egg farm in Basra on Saturday. That's Basra's Connecticut. Firefighters said the fire 
was in a 50-foot by 600-foot operating chicken coop in Hillsdale Farms on Schwartz Road. Crews from 16 surrounding departments, including Colchester, East Haddam, Salem, Garner Lake, Lebanon, Franklin, Yantic, and Sterling, Tatville, Montville, Oakville, Libsden, and more than 100 firefighters total responded to the scene. There were about 100, uh, I think it was uh, 10,000 chickens killed. Nobody knows what killed the what what started the fire they're still investigating it but we do know how flammable chickens are right that is a thing absolutely incredible that this is happening and don't forget we talked just last week that one of the ways the WEF wants to control things is controlling the food they don't want us eating chicken they don't want us eating steak they don't want us eating eggs they don't want us drinking milk so, and this goes along with the large numbers of food processing plants in the United States that have blown up, that have been destroyed for no real reason. We had two food processing plants where planes crashed into them. How does, why is this happening so much? Well, as far as the egg thing goes, um, Joseph Curl from the Daily Wire wrote an opinion piece. He doesn't think it's a coincidence. He thinks the food is trying to be controlled. Let's read this article. It's pretty cheap. So, starting up, Joseph Curl. Eggs. They used to be one of the cheapest sources of protein out there. A couple of extra large eggs has 14 grams of protein, about the same as three ounces of hamburger. But times are a-changing. The average price for a large grade A eggs was $4.25 a dozen in December. That's for a dozen. That's a 138% increase from $1.79 a year ago, a year earlier, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. By the way, a dozen eggs cost $1.33 in August 2020. Let me ask you a question. Is it, as Biden always says, is it because of all these chicken farmers that are now purging the market? They're trying to make big profits. Is that what's happening? And who bought, by the way, and this is something that drives me crazy. Who bought the most eggs? Who buys the most milk? People of color. Because eggs can nourish children and not cost a lot. Kids would eat their breakfast, eat the eggs for breakfast. They might not see a real meal till dinner. Don't forget, a lot of these folks, they go, they're they're poor. They go to school to get a, a, a school meal, which they all suck. So a lot of kids don't eat that. And then they they have they can get through the day until dinner. So the egg crisis is actually hurting poor people. No one's really talking about it. I mean, they're talking a lot about it in conservative media and Fox News. They sure as heck ain't talking about it in on CNN. No one's asking the president about it. Okay, let's go. The narrative being peddled by the industry is is there is a historic outbreak of avian influenza that has killed tens of millions of egg-laying hens. Maybe. Chicken has gone up, too. A pound of chicken cost $2.96 in March of 2020, and last month it hit $4.34. I have heard nothing about an avian flu anywhere. 
chicken prices just in December, chicken and eggs just went straight up. I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't see any difference in November. It just happened. So I'm not sure I buy the avian flu thing either. And I'm not sure for another reason. I'll let him tell you what it is. But here's the one weird thing. Have you noticed a scarcity of eggs or chicken at the grocery store? I sure haven't. My local Wegmans is stacked with the rafters with eggs and chicken. Eggs are pricey. They top at $7.78. But they're there. So maybe something else is going on. Maybe, just maybe, there's some there's something else responsible for the soaring prices. By the way, all this is true. Eggs are everywhere. I can walk down the street right now and buy eggs. They're, 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 I've never had a problem. I've never had a problem with chicken. Steak I've had more of a problem trying to get a hold of. It's all out there. I just went to Costco this weekend. We bought chicken. Really expensive. But we bought chicken and they, they're packed with it. And eggs? No problem. They are in Costco. They're stacked. 24, you can buy a, 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 it's a, it's a lot of money. It's like 20 bucks, but they've got a stack of eggs at 24 packs. Okay. Continuing. That's, and that's what farm action, a farmer advocacy group thinks. The group says that the real culprit behind sky high prices is a collusive scheme among top U S egg producers to fix prices, to gouge consumers. This is World Economic Forum stuff. Now that farm, that Hillsdale farm that they hit, that's a small farm. That's not a big farm. It doesn't produce a majority of eggs. But don't forget the WEF. They sat back and said, the biggest problem we're having is with those small farmers. Because they can't control them. This is, this is why the WEF, they want you to go vegan. They want you to eat bugs. That's what they want. And here's the thing. Is this a conspiracy theory? I don't know. I don't know. But it's sure weird. Okay, continuing. In a letter to the Federal Trade Commission, and by the way, the fact that this guy this guy is saying, hey, what's going on here? And there's an advocacy group that's saying this is happening. May, I, I'm, not, I'm feeling a lot smarter. I don't feel as stupid as I thought before. Continuing, in a letter to the Federal Trade Commission, Farm Action said the alleged collusion has helped egg producers to, quote, extract egregious profits, reaching as high as 40%, end quote. And the letter said avian flu is not to blame. Quote, examining public, public, publicly available financial data from the egg industry, the letter determines that the supply disruption caused by the avian flu outbreak had an apparently mild impact on the industry, end quote, the group said in a press release. And the group said egg producers are making money hand over fist. Well, of course they are. But it's the big egg producers that are making money hand over fist. And the government controls what those egg producers produce, how many eggs they can produce. That, that's the kicker. Um, the government has always done this. Remember, people in the 70s and 80s, farmers were complaining that they had to throw away their yields because the government gave them money not to sell it so they can control the need 
They can control the price of the grains or whatever it happens to be they sold. This isn't anything new. But now it looks like everything is being changed over. Okay, continuing. For a 26-week period ending on November 26, 2022, CalMain reported a 10-fold year-over-year increase in gross profits from $50.392 million to $535.339 million and a five-fold increase in its gross margins, the letter said. And the group says the real culprit behind this 138% hike in the price of a carton of eggs appears to be the collusive scheme among industry leaders to turn inflammatory conditions and an avian flu outbreak into an opportunity to extract egregious profits, reaching as high as 40%. In the end, the CalMain Foods and other large egg producers did last year and seem to be intent on doing it again this year is extort billions of dollars from the pockets of ordinary Americans through what amounts to a tax on a staple we all need, eggs. They did so without legitimate business justification. They did so because there is no reasonable substitute for a carton of eggs. They did so because they had the power and weren't afraid to use it. By the way, I, I agree with most of this article. But I, I don't agree where the motivations are coming from. I don't under I don't agree that the eggs are oh it's just these these evil corporate that's that's a Democrat talking point. The fact of the matter is, if this was true, they could get into a lot of trouble. But I do agree this is big egg producers. This is big chicken, big egg. That those industries are actually controlling the price. But I believe the government also has something to do with it. The reason, of course, the Biden administration keeps saying is corporate greed. Uh, it's always corporate greed. The baby formula companies were greedy. The oil companies were greedy. The gas stations are greedy. The beef industry is greedy. That's what they've been saying the last couple of years. Here's my problem with this this article is um, why is everyone so greedy right now? I mean, why weren't they greedy three years ago under the Trump administration? Why did they become greedy after Joe Biden became president? Eggs were unnecessary in three years ago. Now they're more necessary? The avian flu doesn't seem to be affecting that much. We've never had an egg shortage. Could it be that there are certain politicians that are getting into beg with in bed with all of the food manufacturers, including beef, milk, dairy, eggs, wheat, everything. That's what I think. And it's all because of this administration. Who's kidding who? Things have never been this bad ever. Has everything gone up so quickly? All right. I, we're done. I'm even late. I've got I've got some great things there. If I can pull this sound clip, we may finally have proof there are aliens. I hope I can find it. I hope you enjoyed today. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.